Hey everyone, this is Howard Jacobson, and I'm so happy to be talking today to Sharon McRae, the sole proprietor of Eat Well, Stay Well. Hello, Sharon. Hi, Howard. How are you? Very, very well. So we, we met over the summer at the North American Vegetarian Society conference, and yeah. you're actually one of the reasons I changed my presentation. <laughs> really? Oh, that's right. You had mentioned that. Yeah, because I, w- I was going to do a talk about... Um, Change, you know, changing behaviors, changing habits, and it just we we just happened to sit down at the same table and we're talking. And I, I just had the feeling like you knew a lot more about this than I did. And if you were going to go to my talk, <laughs> I was going to feel yeah. really bad about you know <laughs> wasting your time. So I so I bailed. Uh-huh. I did a completely different talk, and I put a note in my uh, in my book to to double back to you and. Um, kind of, you know, squeeze all your wisdom out of you. So that's what we're going to do today. Uh, well, I have to tell you that your talk was one of the highlights of Summerfest. It was really, really great. And in fact, I saw it twice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, so so um, I have my notes here that you're you're a, uh, a wife and mother. You have three kids. Um, right. Gorgeous kids whom I whom I met um, at the at the festival. Um, you're a certified plant-based health coach. You right. um you lead uh, Food for Life workshops for the PCRM, Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, um, and you also lead uh, plant-based uh, seminars for a local physician. So you're you're doing this a lot, and you also have a, a a private practice working with individuals. Is that right? That's right, individuals and families. Individuals and families. So yeah, I guess the families is the kicker, huh? If people were just individuals, it would be easier. <laughs> Well, you know, kids are a big part of all of this. You know, having three of my own and watching their own transformation as they began eating a healthier diet really inspired me to get out there and work with other parents and their kids. Um, A lot of times the kids are, and in this case I have one family in particular I'm thinking of, um, that the child's overweight and the parents have been told by the physician or the pediatrician, you need to do something about it, but they really don't know what to do. Mm. because their own eating habits aren't so great. So that's where I come in and I work with the child, with the parents, educate them all about what healthy foods really are, how to prepare them, and I bring them samples. And so it's it's really a lot of fun. It's very... Um, Fulfilling to see the transformation. Gotcha. So let's let's let's. Fo- I'd love to focus specifically on how you help people who are semi-motivated, and and tell you know tell tell me if you see this because I you know this is something I see a lot. Uh, yeah. Where they they want the result, but they don't necessarily want the process or believe that they're 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 good enough in some way to live the process. And you know, t- t- tell me if that's your experience too, that you see a lot of people coming in with that sort of energy. Well, you know, I do, but I have to say that um, what generally happens is I offer people a complimentary consultation. And most of the time, they are people who are highly motivated, but sometimes they're people who want the results like you said, but they don't either don't know what to do or aren't prepared to do the work to get there. And so I meet with them in the initial hour, and we discuss what their goals are, what their concerns are, and I describe my approach to them. And if I get the feeling like they are not really motivated, then I will let them know that because a coaching program is different than other types of programs in that as a coach, I'm there to help them uh, decide what it is they want to do and hold them accountable. 
So it's not really me telling them what to do. They know what to do. All of us know what we could be doing better to improve our health and well-being. But we don't always do it, either because we think it's too difficult or we're too tired or we're too lazy. Um, and so it helps if you have that accountability factor and sort of that cheerleader factor and just that crutch. You know, if you get into a situation, you can call someone or email or text someone and say, hey, what should I order on the menu or what should I buy on the shelf? Um, I, that's where I come in. So people who aren't 100% committed probably are not going to sign up to work with me. Okay, fair enough. So, so at some level, they're committed. So, right. and, and it may be that they've had, they've been to the doctor and the doctor says your child is overweight or they go and they get a personal diagnosis or some scary numbers. So they have, they have, um, a spike in motivation. So all, exactly. all of a sudden they've got this energy. Um, how, how do you, how do you harness that energy? Because it's going to go away, right? Like three, yes. three, three weeks later, you can't expect the same mm-hmm. motivation as they had at that moment. Right. One of the things I always tell my clients, and I meet with them every two weeks, one of the things I always tell them when I feel like they're starting to slip, I look at them straight in the eye and say, tell me why you came to me. Tell me why you signed up with me. Let's go back to your why. Because everybody's got a reason. You know, my reason is is prevention. I have a very, very strong family history of cancer. My mom died of it. My dad is a survivor. My two grandmothers died of it. Uncle. So I've got a very strong family history. For me, that's ever-present, and I never forget it, and I'm always motivated. For some people, it's just I want to lose weight so I can fit into that bathing suit in the summer. But for some people, like you said, they've gotten the wake-up call. You're diabetic. You need to make some changes, or you have heart disease. And then for some others, they just have high cholesterol they want to lower. So it really depends on what their reasoning is, but I always try to bring them back to the original reason they signed up to work with me. And that sort of helps to reset, you know, to reset their motivation. Um, and most of the time, they will get back on track. Mm-hmm. So, so c- connecting their, their current self to the one with the best intentions. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, and so, the other thing that I like to do is I look at health and wellness from a holistic approach. So we don't just talk about food. We also talk about a connection, some type of spiritual practice, whether it's motivate, or sorry, whether it's um, meditation or yoga or prayer. Whatever works for that person is very important. We talk about their relationships. How how are their relationships with their loved ones, their family members, their partners, their coworkers, their neighbors, their friends? We talk about those things because these are all part of making sure they have optimal wellness. If someone's eating a perfect diet but they're miserable at work, you, you, they're going to be suffering the effects of that stress and they won't be optimally healthy. So when we deal with all of the underlying issues, it helps to approach, you know, it helps to approach things from the perspective that they really do want to make changes to improve. Mm-hmm. Don't you find that, that dealing with so many fronts at the same time is overwhelming? Is there, is, is, is there a synergy when you're dealing with emotional, um, with, with maybe sleep, with, with, with work, with relationships, and with diet at the same time? Or would, do, you, do you tend to tackle one issue at a time? We start initially with food. And one of the first things I do is introduce the topic of, you know, what are the healthiest foods? Let's get some greens and some beans and some fruits into your, into your diet. And the interesting thing is that once you start doing that, you see issues like sleep, energy level, clarity, those things start to improve. 
and once they start to improve, then you can start to talk to the person. They start to open up more, and you can talk to them about issues that may be underlying the reasons they were eating poorly in the beginning. And it, it's sort of like, the way I look at it, and I have a degree in biology, so I look at it almost as a dissection. You're sort of dissecting where did this all come from, and you uncover the layers. And there is a synergy, as you said. It all sort of works together. You know, as you improve one thing, as you improve the energy level and the weight starts to come off, then suddenly they are motivated to begin an exercise program. As they begin the exercise program, suddenly they begin to sleep better. You know, so it all kind of works together, and I don't find it overwhelming. I find it really fascinating. Uh-huh. Okay. So what, what do you do when someone, they, they come in, they've got all these intentions, they talk to you, and they and for the first time, because you're so clear and you've t- helped so many people through this, that they have optimism, like, yes, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then I, I assume at some point many or most of them will have a, a fall-off-the-wagon experience. Mm-hmm. What, what do you, you know, what's that like? Well, how do they interpret it, and how do you help them reinterpret it? Well, it's kind of funny that you said that because I have very often had people come in and, you know, the first thing I say is, how are you, what's new, Um, tell me something good. And it's almost like confession sometimes. People will say, oh, well, I cheated this week and I had, you know, some French fries and I, I just look at them and say, okay, how did you feel after you ate them? And they'll say, I felt horrible. And I'll say, okay, so it was a learning experience then. Great. You know, so you have to see it in a positive light. I think food should not be seen as good, bad necessarily, um, but it's just it's all a learning experience, and it's a chance to start over and again to get reconnected with the initial why do you want to eat healthier? Why did you sign up to work with me? Why are you motivated to change your diet in the first place? And once you get people back to that, then the flip ups happen less frequently. It's interesting. I had one man in particular take one of my Food for Life series. I taught a series called Kickstart which is sort of a jump in with both feet and and do a vegan diet. Mm -hmm. And this man was overweight and diabetic, and the classes build on each other. It was a series of seven classes. And so each week we come back, and everyone in the group goes around the room and talks about how did they do the previous week. With this poor man, every week he'd come back, and I, I fell off the wagon again, I cheated, I couldn't resist the cake at the party or whatever it was. And I was kind of concerned about him because he was insulin dependent, had all these other issues. Well, he turned out to be my superstar. He um, started to send out an email list to his friends and family members, and he included me on it, holding himself accountable and saying, this is what I'm trying to do. I want to improve my health. I'm trying to eat a low-fat vegan diet, and um, I'm doing well so far. And from that point on, he stayed on track. And, in fact, I saw him last week at a meetup that I had. He's lost 80 pounds. He is off of his diabetes and blood pressure medications. He doesn't have pain in his knees anymore, and he's feeling really good. So um, it's really encouraging to see people take control, you know, realize that they do have a reason for wanting to change and ultimately sticking with it. Mm. So maybe some of his earlier um, concerns or problems were actually – it sounds like you're able to sort of alchemically turn that negative energy into energy that was aligned with his higher goals. 
Yeah, I mean, I think coming to the classes, I think support was really the key here for him. Coming to the classes where there was a group of people who had all signed up for the classes and were all motivated to make changes, and then reaching out to his personal circle of friends and family members, just having that support really is what helped him through. And now I'm encouraging him to stay in touch by coming to my meetup groups and coming to other plant-based events in the area. So I think that support is really the key. Mm. So, so one thing you said earlier is that we we all know what to do. We just sometimes can't do it, you know, if we're tired or stressed or or overly tempted. Um, so I want I want to maybe take issue a tiny bit or, or or see if we can we can parse that because there's sometimes that I don't know what to do, you know, and I'm I'm much better now. I'm you know I'm black belt in in, in eating healthy, but there's still you know in in my journey I still see like there are times when it's very, very difficult to get healthy food into my body. Right. And there are times when I, I don't know what to do. So, for example, um, a lot of people work long hours. Both parents in the home are working. They come home. It's 6.30 or 7. Nothing's on the table. Mm-hmm. And at that point, to say, okay, now we're going to make a salad. We're going to make a grain dish. We're going to steam It's like too much. So, you know, so at that point, I'd say they don't know what to do to to make that moment easier. So how do, how do you help people um, kind of create environments in which it's easier to do the right thing, you know, the healthy thing than the unhealthy thing? Well, I like to start by telling people what the healthiest foods are. So we're talking about vegetables and fruits and beans and legumes and whole grains and moderate amounts of nuts and seeds. Those are the healthiest foods. So I tell them to start by stocking their kitchen with those things. And the easiest way, and I am the busy mom, and my husband's an attorney who's very busy as well, and there are often nights where we come home and what do we do? So canned beans are amazing, frozen vegetables, amazing. And with just those things and a carton of broth, vegetable broth, you can throw together a soup pretty quickly. Um, One of our favorite throw-together meals is to take the frozen Ezekiel tortillas. Uh Uh-huh and mix together a can of black beans and a jar of salsa and some avocado and cilantro and lime juice and just mix it all, mash it all together and roll it up in the tortilla. And that's a quick and easy meal. So you have to have your throw together quick, easy, go-to things. And then um, then I also recommend that people pick a time during the week, whatever time it may be, a weekend day, where they can set aside a couple of hours and just do food prep. So make a big soup, make a big pot of stew, a big pot of chili, whatever it is, and then make a double batch and freeze some away. So you can always pull something out of the freezer. And I like to also make a big batch of beans for the week, a big batch of grains, and then have some veggies maybe pre-chopped. So you can either do a quick stir-fry or a quick salad. Um, and just, you know, the key is throwing things together quickly so that you're not tempted to, to go out to a fast food place, for example. Mm-hmm. That, that is so important. And I think that's for a lot of people, that's what's missing, that they'll exactly. get all the information about, okay, this is what I should eat. Right. But then it beca- they, they don't live in a system that makes that possible. Right. It's knowing how to do it. And, and again, that's what I help, you know, that's what I help people with in my seminars, in my classes, and in my coaching program is teaching them how to do it. There are also kitchen tools you can use that make your life so incredibly easy. One of my favorite kitchen tools that I could not live without is the pressure cooker. I knew you were going to say that. Yep. The, the, the uh, Instant Pot, right? 
Well, I love the Instant Pot, yes. But, and, and I have to be honest, I have two pressure cookers because uh-huh. one is the Instant Pot and the other one is a stovetop cooker. And lately, I find myself using a stovetop cooker more because it's really, really, really fast. The Instant Pot is amazing because it's an electric pressure cooker. It's also a steamer and a warmer and, um, and a rice cooker and a slow cooker. So I will use that very often for the slow cook function, and I love it. And the nice thing about the Instant Pot is you can turn it on and leave, even if you have it on the pressure cooker setting, which is really cool because you can't do that with the stovetop. But I find I'm in the kitchen a lot anyway, so if I use the stovetop pressure cooker, it comes up and goes down from pressure so quickly that I can have beans within the half hour, or I can have a soup it takes like four minutes to make. So... Um, I find myself using both of them quite a bit, and honestly, they have made my life so much easier. Yeah, I've uh, we 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 got the Instapot. You know, our, our mutual friend AJ did the demonstration yes. that convinced me to get it. And actually, I and, got it. I, I was able to convince myself that it was okay because the, our our stovetop pressure cooker wasn't closing properly. There was something a little wonky with it, so I'm like, "Well, I'll get rid of that." And then I found it's good enough, so I'm still using that one. <laughs> Yeah, I use both a lot. I mean, I, I'm always soaking and cooking beans. I personally like the taste of fresh cooked beans so much more than canned that I seldom use the canned unless I'm really in a pinch. Um, but we're always cooking beans around here and making soup and making chili, and it just makes my life. Like my son is 11, and he said to me the other night, um, Mom, I haven't had enough greens today. Can you make some? which, I mean, how many 11-year-olds say that in this country? But I could quickly throw some kale and some um, tomato paste and onions and mushrooms and garlic into the into the pressure cooker, and I had greens for him in, like, two minutes. Right. So, and, I, and I have to say, you know, just even hearing you say that, it, people who are going to be listening to this are going to go, okay, I can picture that. <laughs> and, you know, in a way that even reading it in a cookbook or, um, you know, there's – my embarrassing story about food is this This must have been in, like, 1999. This is well before I was eating anything remotely related to healthy. My right. boss, um, Peter, was was really into healthy. And he was telling me, like, oh, you know, you can – and he was kind of into macro at the time. So he's like, right. you know, just take, take some sweet potato, chop them up, take some kale or, or collard greens, and just put it on a steamer and just cook those up, and it'll be it'll be an easy lunch, and you'll feel great. And I, and I, I heard that and I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. And I didn't do it until I went to his apartment in New York and he cooked it for us. And Uh I was like, oh, (laughs) like, you know, I was like, what part of that didn't I understand before? (laughs) But yet being in the presence of it being done was so incredibly empowering. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why I'm always saying it's all about the food. It really is. I know there's a podcast called All About the Food, but it really is. I, um, I, bring samples to my clients. I have them taste food. I love doing the cooking demonstrations because, like you said, it's one thing to read it in the cookbook, but when you actually taste it and you see that the food tastes amazing and it's beautiful, the colors are beautiful, that's what's really inspiring to people. Right. In fact, we, we, uh, I'm, I'm involved you know, in, uh, with Holvana in a program in North Carolina where we're taking folks just regular, you know, not the Whole Foods demographic, but just regular, ordinary Americans, and putting them on a ten-day plant-based jumpstart. And one, wow. of the, one of the things we're doing right now is at the introductory meeting, showing uh, an, an abbreviated version of forks over knives. 
And one of the last scenes is like the, the food celebration, like yes, Anne yes. Esselstyn is serving up some, you know, some stuff and Colin yes. Campbell's walking around with his plate of delicious. And right. you can see, like, unfortunately, we do this meeting from like 6 to 8.15, so I think a lot of people haven't eaten yet. <laughs> and, and everyone is like salivating and clutching yeah. their stomach at That's that point. <laughs> It's great. Yeah, it's true. And people cannot wait to taste the food, especially once they see it. So I really think that's the key is getting them to um, understand the principles involved in what are the foods that you should eat and then look how gorgeous they are and look how amazing they taste. Right. Hey, do you have any either your videos or recipes or anything that we can post below this uh, audio podcast for folks who, you know, specifically, especially about like a couple of throw together meals or some tips for, for food prep and batch and freeze? Absolutely. Yeah. I've got some tips on my website. I've got some recipes listed on the recipe section of my website. And then I also have some other information that I can send. Great. So I will include a link. Um, now people are going to be listening to this all over the world. Can they work with you or do you only work with people in your neck of the woods? Oh, no. I can work with anyone. I can work by phone or Skype. Awesome. And and where are you located in case someone's looking for uh, for face-to-face? I'm in Columbia, Maryland, which is between Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Awesome. I've spent many happy hours in traffic between Baltimore <laughs> and Washington, D.C. Yeah, definitely a lot of traffic. So, uh... Awesome. Well, so we'll we'll get those links up, and people can can follow you. And I know I, I love the sort of, you know, the biological dissection approach. It's just you know it's, it's so commonsensical. And, and in talking to you, it just seems so easy. It really and, is. It really isn't that complicated. It's actually fun, and um, you know, I just encourage people to really read, watch movies like Forks Over Knives, understand that you're not powerless. You can make changes in your health by changing your diet and changing your lifestyle, and I'm happy to help. Awesome. Sharon McRae, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thank you so much, Howard. Take care. You too.